is behind stories izindaba ezingezindaba stories after stories ziriseri kwenyaya amabali angamabali stories about journalism audio storytelling and podcasting brought to you by how to pitch a podcast in a pandemic Welcome to the second episode of How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic. As fourth year journalism and media studies students, we are still in the process of pitching for an RJR podcast. My name is Zenisat Alani, the host of this episode, and I am not alone. Please introduce yourself. My name is Nobisa Ngani and I'm the co-host of this episode. Unjani Nobisa. Diaphila andi sunjanwena. Nipilile nami. So, Yandiso, what do you have for us this week? So, uh, this week we'll look at the history of podcasting in South Africa as a guideline to strategize excellent narrative audio storytelling. The class also embarked on a journey to discover inspiration from the South African podcast such as Sun Africa, My Only Story, First Person and Alibi. So, our classmates came back and told us about this podcast. That is interesting Yandiswa. I can't wait to hear that part. It is really fascinating Nabisa. Last but not least, the JMS4 students conducted interviews with the well-known South African podcasters such as uh, Jane Morgan, Nick Grab, Elna Shoot, Simi Arif and Rasmus Bit. Due to COVID-19 regulations, these meetings are conducted on Zoom, so do expect to hear the not so good quality in some audio parts. How to pitch a podcast in a pandemic? Capturing stories behind roads, journeys, and reveal. You know, Yandiswa, last week I discovered that podcasting is a relatively new form of storytelling in South Africa that is still developing. Podcasts originally derived in America. I didn't know that until uh, Jan took us through the history of podcasting. Like I was really fascinated by that lecture. At the same time, I was a bit embarrassed because I mean, we should be aware of these things. Yeah, I also felt the same. How to beat a podcast in a pandemic? Capturing stories behind roads, journeys, and reveal. So, our audio lecture Jan Dutoy took us through the global history of podcasting. It was narrowed down to the South African landscape and here is the lecture. Hello, this presentation forms part of the resources for audio storytelling of the School of Journalism and Media Studies and it deals with the history of podcasting. So that history starts in around about the middle of the 2000s in America and it's very much a male middle class educated history at that time. People always refer to these guys when they talk about the moment in the history of podcasting. So David Weiner who was a software developer and writer, um, James Curry, a media celebrity, Christopher Lydon who called himself, himself an audio blogger and the story behind that is that they were all trying to find open source software that would be able to allow people to, to subscribe to recorded audio files. Ben Hammersley, this journalist from the BBC, was the first one to call that phenomenon the podcast because people tended to download those files on uh, MP3 players and particularly on the iPod. I am not surprised by the fact that podcasts started in America and that is because in the 2000s, 
America had advanced technology and people had adequate internet access in that country during that time. Yes, totally, I agree with you. It took a while for podcasting to really become generally known. So for those first years from about 2004 and five onwards until about 2014, 10 years later, it was very much the domain of those geeks. But then in 2014, there was Serial, or at least that's the way people tell the story, is that Serial um, triggered podcasting going viral. Um, that makes a lot of sense. The Serial podcast was really interesting and great. That I also read somewhere that the people who actually listened to the podcast would, would wait anxiously for the next episode. I've also listened to Serial, and it's really interesting. I was really hooked to it. It's great. Yeah. Six years later again, from 2014 onwards, in 2019, about half the American population had at some point in their lives listened to a podcast, and a third of that population were listening regularly to podcasts, like weekly or monthly. And then we get to 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic. People thought that podcast listenership might fall during this time. One reason for this was that people tend to listen to podcasts while they are driving to work and back. Um, and of course, in terms of the conditions of lockdown, people weren't commuting so much. But in fact, um, this didn't happen. One reason for this was that people tended to consume more media while they were at home, surviving the conditions of lockdown. And the, the one change that did happen was that people were possibly downloading podcasts later in the morning than they were doing before the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but now, already at the beginning of 2021, and even before, people were predicting that um, the mainstream podcast sector would reach the goalpost of a billion dollars during the course of 2021. It makes a lot of sense that people started listening to more podcasts uh, during COVID-19 lockdowns, because I also listened to a couple of podcasts during that period, and I watched a lot of movies. Uh, to escape reality and to get a sense of what was happening in the other parts of the world. So, yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah, I also agree with you, Andy's one. So that's kind of where we are now with the American example. Um, and in the meantime, there's also been a lot of growth internationally with, with podcasting um, and in South Africa. And there is in, in, amazingly good podcasting in this country. There's award-winning podcasts. Some of these podcasts here... Um, are, are those that specifically have won awards um, and that, that would be worth listening to, to for you to, to go and look for these names. Recently, there's been a survey of podcasting done that says that um, about 19% of metropolitan communities listen to podcasting regularly. Um, and these figures are slowly growing. But the reality is that we've got the digital divide here in South Africa as much as we have in many Af other parts of Africa. And therefore, a large majority of people are excluded from listening to podcasts. And it re really does remain the domain of the privileged. Um, that doesn't necessarily um, mean that it's going to stay that way. So Soccer La Duma, for example, is a podcast that is listened to people from across all kinds of, uh, of social categories. How to beat a podcast in a pandemic. Capturing stories behind roads, journals, and news. As we are now in the journey of starting a podcast, it was key that we listened to other recognized South African podcasts to draw inspiration. 
The JAMAs for audio students went in search of compelling audio storytellers, and this is what they came back with. I listened to a podcast called My Only Story by Dean Wigert. This podcast was about going back in the past to prevent a crime. We are introduced with a present speaker who is accompanied with intense music, which matches his tone and pace in speaking, which automatically set the mood for the podcast. This is an investigative podcast where the host of the show, Dean, mentions how it was in his father's funeral that this memory triggered him from 20 years ago in high school. What I did like and found exciting about this podcast was how with every scene there were certain sound effects which set the mood and you would imagine yourself in that very moment. For example, when he mentioned that he was in an Italian restaurant, in that moment of talking about being in an Italian restaurant, he played Italian music and natural sound effects of the restaurant noise. This set the mood very clearly. He played around with this concept in every scene. The host of this podcast is telling a story about the issues we face in South Africa through their own lived experiences. Dean tells us about a high school teacher who sexually abused him and other boys. However, this story isn't about their experiences, but it is about whether it is possible to catch perpetrators like this teacher who harm other people. He starts his investigation by investigating the life of this teacher and the people associated with him. Throughout this podcast, we are taken through the investigation leading to the truth. The first podcast which I'm going to talk about is Sound Africa. It is a series of stories which show African countries and their progression. Like um, they did a story about the previous looting which happened in South Africa. They also did a story about the SARS situation which happened in Nigeria also a story about teenage pregnancy and how parents were responding to that and how girls were treated differently than boys in terms of teenage pregnancy, in terms of getting pregnant, and in terms of sex education. So it is a podcast like that. It deals with serious issues which affect the progression of African countries. And the format of the podcast is more like a news bulletin podcast in the sense that the narrator asks a question or describes a scene and then the interviewees respond to what the narrator is saying. I listened to a podcast called First Person, presented by Marianne Thame and produced by Jane Morgan. The podcast uncovers extraordinary stories told by ordinary South Africans. The first episode, titled Obsessed Amateur Detective, gave me the impression that the podcast is similar to American murder investigation TV, show or TV shows or documentaries. This is because the interviewee kept on recreating the crime scene of the murdered master's student as he had imagined and for me that resembled medical detectives an american tv show i used to watch this is all insightful nabisa i was not aware of this podcast south african podcast until they recommended in class 
I personally listened to Sound Africa and I really enjoyed that podcast. I liked uh, their audio storytelling style and their narration. Um, more than anything, I just enjoyed the music, the background music. I think that was really fascinating and it, it's one thing that kept me listening. Yeah, I also felt the same. The background music was very lovely and it like matched with the content. Yeah, mm. yeah. I noticed that like each time they talk about a certain scene, yeah. music also changes to match that scene. Yeah, that was really great. How to feature podcasts in a pandemic. Capturing stories behind roads, journalism review. The search for South African audio storytelling did not end here. The class conducted interviews with these podcasters. Simi Arif, the founder and CEO of POC Podcasts. Nick Grubb is the chief executive of Kahiso Media. Elna Schutz, and she works for the Vets Radio Academy. Asmas Beats, an executive producer for Sound Africa. Jane Morgan, the producer of The First Person. How to beat a podcast in a pandemic. Capturing stories behind roads, journalism review. As a startup podcast producers, it was important that we understand the position of podcast in South Africa. We hear from our podcasters what it takes to create a good podcast. Africa in general, but also South Africa, is a huge radio country. People like to listen here. But podcasting, which I suppose we can just sort of define as like on-demand audio, it will just only get bigger. So I definitely think that both has grown. So both the podcast literacy and the podcast audience in South Africa and the podcast creation space. Podcasts are becoming more popular. There used to be a time where my podcast was the outside of Gareth Cliff's Cliff Central and the audio archiving of radio stations. It was me. And that's like four years ago. Now you just have to go into your app store or any podcast app and you'll see the vast amount of different type of podcasts. So I think South African podcasting is very much in its early days. It's still finding its unique voice, if I'm honest. But if you look at the country as a whole, then there is a huge amount of potential there to create podcasts that you could not find anywhere else in the world. Because South African voices are unique. You know, there is, I mean, any country has its unique voice, but South Africa in particular has such an extraordinary history and it has such a, an incredible mix of voices in one country. I don't just mean languages. I mean, you know, a very, very varied population of people who have completely separate histories and passions and interests and knowledge and stories to tell. So I think that what the maturing of, of South African podcasts will involve is more and more of those communities being represented. Starting a podcast is a hard process that requires the producer to be careful of everything they do. The podcasters share their perspectives about what entails a good podcast. The most important thing is to get the basics right. Figure out how do you record good quality sound and how do you, and it's not a matter of equipment. It's a matter of understanding how to use the equipment. You can make really decently sounding stuff 
using only your, your cell phone if you know how to do it. So if your sound quality is not good, you know, you've got to sort that out. That's the first thing. The second thing is don't listen. Don't think that you have to sound like someone else. No one can sound like someone else really well. The only person you can sound like convincingly is yourself. I think as a podcaster, it would serve you well to have a good attention to detail, to be um, really good with imagining how a story works, where a story is going, whether that's a simple interview or whether that's a documentary with 10 voices. Audio quality matters. I think connecting with your audience and marketing your podcast, whatever that means to you, is important. Being consistent. To build any semblance of an audience, you need to be consistent. You need to keep on telling people that you have a podcast and to keep on telling them that you keep on generating content. So you have to be consistent in that front. So first of all, one of the most important things is that you need to think about your audience. Who are you doing this podcast for? Who do you want to listen to it? And how are you going to reach them? And how are you going to come up with content that they are really going to love? It is key to understand who it is that you're trying to reach, who it is you're talking to, and what it is that they want to hear. Podcasting has daily ups and downs, and some of those struggles include these. So there are challenges in publishing, there's challenges in production, there's challenging in ethics, in, in, in financing. I think, you know, to be honest, that's probably the biggest challenge. Funding is a problem in the sense that um, I cannot tell you how often a client has said to me, we're trying to make something like This American Life. And I always giggle a little bit because This American Life has a huge team mm. and you're hoping to pay me, you know, 500 rand. Um, and then you're sad that it doesn't sound like Ira Glass made it over several months full time. Yandy, so what did you think about the advice they gave us? I think all the advice that they gave us are very important, um, especially the one about making sure that we produce good audio quality being consistent, and also knowing our audience. If we really want to grow this podcast, I really think we should pay attention to those advice. Yes, definitely. How to feature podcasts in a pandemic. Capturing stories behind roads, journalism review. A lot has been said about podcasting. But let us not forget the momentum of audio storytelling which is radio. Nick Grubb reminds us that radio should not be seen as a separate medium from podcasting, but they should match together. These are his insights. The radio industry is still very healthy. You'll hear a lot of people say, younger people aren't listening to the radio anymore. I know it's not entirely true. There's certainly the amount of time they're spending with the radio has been impacted. But generally, the similar levels of consumption is happening. And certainly younger demographics are less likely to listen to the radio. But they become more likely to listen to the radio as they get older. So the falsity of the statement is not young people don't listen to the radio anymore. It's that young people tend to listen to less radio. But when they get older, they start to listen again. You know, as they start to become more active uh, members of the communities in, you know, in, in which they, they operate. So radio as a medium is 
still healthy and even in very developed countries where there's lots of ubiquitous Wi-Fi and, and cheap data, you're finding that it's not losing a hell of a lot out to streaming. There's still the incidence of listening is still there. Again, time spent listening is, is a little depleted, but people are still listening. But the challenge with traditional radio industry is revenue. And there is only so many uh, kind of advertising revenue that exists. Radio as a free medium, you know, we don't charge subscriptions to listeners. So therefore, we are solely reliant on advertising revenues. But it's not a situation like print where re actual readership is declining. They had double whammy. They had revenues going to digital, but also people just weren't reading newspapers anymore. And then what you've got is this rise in the audio industry. In other words, the on-demand side, obviously the music streaming stuff, which we're not involved in with the Spotify's and those kind of things. But for us, we're watching the growth of podcasts very closely. The reality of podcasts, it is a fast growing medium that in certain markets like the US is getting significant amount of consumption happening and increasing amounts of revenue is going to podcasting. But so for all big media companies, podcasting is seen as part of their future, but it's not necessarily the answer to the revenue problem, you know, because you'll see the reports on all the big US media companies. They'll all say that exponential growth in podcasting and huge amounts of revenues going into that area and they're technically correct but as a proportion of their traditional radio revenues it's really small it's not the savior of radio's revenue problems but it's certainly something that is uh, that is going to gain in momentum and it's going to increasingly start to drive revenue and consumption in south africa it's been constrained mostly by data and because the the data is constraining the consumption then there's not a lot of revenue going into that sector, which is encouraging more consumption and then wait for the revenue. Or, or do we start to, to unlock some of the revenue and then use that revenue to pay for more content? But that's where we're at at the moment. We are starting to make some more deliberate strides into podcasting. We think the time is right now and we're seeing good growth. It makes a lot of sense that young people don't listen to radio because we have access to podcasts everywhere we go. Yeah, but with that being said, I still agree with Nick when he says um, radio will not die out because of excessive access to podcasts. People will still listen to radio and are still listening to radio. Yes, definitely. I also listen. How to feature podcasts in a pandemic. Capturing stories behind roads, journals, and news. This was all interesting, but we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be about living up to a legacy of RJR. Stories behind stories. Izindaba, Izingizindaba. Stories after stories. Jiriseri, Kwenyaya. Amabali, Angamabali. Stories about journalism, audio storytelling, and podcasting. Brought to you by How to Pitch a Podcast in a Pandemic. <laughs>